How Peter Thiel turned $2,000 in a Roth IRA into $5 billion. Not $5 million, but $5 billion. So let's get into it. So Roth individual retirement accounts were created to help middle-class earners set aside money for retirement that they wouldn't have to pay taxes on at withdrawal. But PayPal co-founder Peter Thiel has used his Roth IRA to amass a $5 billion nest egg. So Thiel's Roth IRA was worthless, worth less than $2,000 in 1999, according to Internal Revenue Service data obtained by ProPublica. Roth IRAs are funded with after-tax dollars, which means that withdrawal, the money is tax-free, which means that the $5 billion that he has in there, the government doesn't take any of it, which means he literally has $5 billion. So, comparatively, traditional IRAs are funded with pre-tax dollars, so distributions are taxed at withdrawal. So, his account jumped more than $3 billion in just three years, even though he did not contribute money to his Roth after 1999, ProPublica found. It had reached $5 billion at the end of 2019. Now, this is something to really keep in mind, Right? So, in 1999, right, it was worth less than $2,000, okay? And he has never contributed any more money into that account past 1999. So, that's actually a really big deal to really understand, so let's keep going. Teal, 53, need only wait until he turns 59 and a half to withdraw any of his Roth account balance completely tax-free. So Teal's Roth account balance is wildly different than the everyday retirement savers. Approximately 21.6 million taxpayers had Roth IRAs at the end of 2018, collectively worth $845 billion. And broken down, that equates that the average balance to roughly $39,100 according to IRS data. Now, here's the thing. A lot of people who put money into Roth IRAs are just doing it because it was like automatically done within their company or with their insurance or however they have it set up. And it's typically in really poorly performing accounts or stocks or investments and all that kind of stuff, right? Because the thing is, back in like 1999, if you had put like $2,000 roughly into just the like a stock market index fund, basically, that like trace the like top 500 stocks, that could probably be worth, you know, six figures by now, right? So that's something just to keep in mind, right? This $39,000 average, right, means that a lot of the people who end up actually having money in Roth IRAs are basically not invested in anything really worthwhile, or are invested in things like bonds or something that perform absolutely like trash. So massing this amount of money in a Roth IRA is not simple. 
The contribution limit for these accounts is $6,000 a year in 2021 or $7,000 for people 50 and older. And there are also income restrictions. For example, single individuals with modified adjusted gross incomes of less than $125,000 in 2021 can contribute up to the limit, but their contributions are phased out if their MAGI is between $125,000 and $140,000, the IRS states. If they earn more than $140,000, single taxpayers cannot contribute to a Roth IRA. And for married couples filing jointly, the threshold is between $190,000 and $208,000 in 2021. That being said, these like limitations, right, like these income limits actually don't necessarily mean anything because even Peter Thiel, technically speaking, could have contributed more money into his Roth IRA if he really wanted to. And basically what you do that is you basically put money into a traditional IRA and then you do something called a backdoor Roth IRA where you basically use the IRA and then you basically end up paying the taxes on it so that you could end up converting it into a Roth IRA. Now you have to obviously talk to your like tax professional or a tax professional and anyone of basically any income level, if especially if they like, you know, get past this limit, could technically do this, right? Technically anyone at any income level can do something called a backdoor Roth IRA and it will allow you to basically grow your account tax free. Like that is within the law. You can technically do that. So it's just pretty interesting when you really think about it. Tio and other entrepreneurs also use their Roth IRAs slightly differently than the average investor might. ProPublica found, for example, Tio bought 1.7 million shares of PayPal, the ticker PYPL, in 1999 for 0.001 cents per share or $1,700 for 1.7 million shares. Right? Now, with this being this might be the thing that might be kind of like interesting it's like okay you might need to investigate this specific trade because that seems awfully interesting especially for like a securities but you never know like if everything is legit when it comes specifically to this trade then he got super lucky and became a tax-free billionaire like he literally has $5 billion available to him. So with this strategy, investors are able to buy a large number of shares in a startup at just fractions of penny per share. And when those investments garner large gains, investors can use the proceeds from these investments still inside the Roth IRA to make other investments. And then substantial gains could be derived from the company goes public and share prices skyrocket. And the gains from those sales are then tax-free because they occurred inside a Roth IRA. So basically, it's like a continuous compounding effect of investing into a public company, then investing into another public company, and then investing into another public company. So you can technically have immense amount of wealth available to you compared to anything else. Now, individuals can also use Roth conversions where they take money from a traditional IRA and move it to a Roth after paying a one-time income tax on the transferred assets. These transfers can also be known, as I mentioned before, a backdoor Roth because they're working around income limits to push money into these ultimately tax-free accounts. So ProPublica reached out to Tio for comment but did not receive any response, blah, 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 blah. 
And then some critics argue that these accounts should be subject to policy reform. I completely disagree because the thing is, this is just a classification of your investment, right? This is literally just a classification of an account, of an investment account. That's all it is, right? It's pretty much the same thing as a classification between a charity and a for-profit company, right? They technically are both for profit, but the only difference is how it is when it comes down to taxes, right? Like that's the only difference between a public, like a private company for profit and a charity, right? For profit. They're both for profit. They're both there to make money. It's just one is classified in the eyes of the law a little bit different for tax purposes. And again, there's technically nothing stopping anyone else from doing something similar to what Peter Thiel did. The only thing is there's a lot more people not available to the same type of uh, circles that he's been around or that he has been able to like infiltrate in a sense where like the type of people that you will end up meeting is completely different than Peter Thiel's, right? That being said, there's nothing stopping you from basically meeting another Mark Zuckerberg, like a young version of Mark Zuckerberg, before they create something amazing and you start getting involved in it. And then you start saying like, hey, you know, this is something that might be actually worth something. And I might not have a a lot of money right now, but I do believe in this, even when no one else is believing in it. And I'm willing to put some money, like the small amount of money that I have into something like this and see where it goes right like this is no different than basically speculating on a brand new cryptocurrency that's like basically less than a dollar and seeing you know what happens to it right like there's it's literally no different the only difference is that it's in an account that is viewed differently under the eyes of the law when it comes to taxes and that being said technically speaking he paid the taxes for the money that originally went in there, right? And the amount of money that went in there could technically have been worth absolutely nothing when he bought the PayPal stock because no one knew if PayPal was actually going to become a big thing. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but at that moment in time, no one knew that PayPal was going to be one of the largest companies in the world, right? So that's something to really think about that, you know, You shouldn't try to punish a system that literally helps out a lot of like everyday human beings into like retiring millionaires. Like a teacher can retire a millionaire using the Roth IRA option and investing it into things that are actually worthwhile. A police officer can retire a millionaire by doing that. Like a construction worker can retire a millionaire by using a Roth IRA. Like any average person can become a tax-free millionaire using a Roth IRA. It's not just for people who are already wealthy. It's also for people who are just working a 9-to-5 job. So that's something to really keep in mind that it's just a tax classification of an investment account. And that's all that is to it.
right? And the thing is, there's a lot of people who are not going to be willing to do what he did because of how high risk it actually is. Because this is the thing that you really got to understand too. Investing into startups is probably one of the riskiest investments when it comes to the whole stock market industry, right? Because it's basically like a situation where you invest into like 20 companies and one of them might actually turn out to be something that actually pays off and ends up paying off so much that it pays off all your other 19 losses, all right? And that's typically how all these people who end up investing into these uh, companies before they end up going public do, right? Like they end up like just tossing like a certain amount of money into each one thing and see what happens to it and basically cross their fingers and hoping that like, hey, you know, I hope this scratch off ticket actually works out. Like that's basically what Peter Thiel did is he basically was like, I hope this scratch off ticket that I bought for $1,700 turns out to be something in the future. And guess what? It ended up becoming worthwhile in the future. So it's just something to really think about it. Don't hate on people using this and making a lot of money because they did something risky within something that's available for everyone. Technically speaking, if you could just go open up a Roth IRA account and if you have some connections to a company that might end up going public and you have access to those shares, well, guess what? Or you have the option to buy those shares at a very low price. You can go do that, right? Now, obviously, talk to like an accountant, tax professional, all that kind of stuff, right? But there's nothing stopping you from doing exactly what he did, but with different companies, right? Like, there's literally nothing stopping you or anyone else. So, making more like rules and legislation and all that kind of stuff to try to stop someone from doing this or try to like limit what can actually end up happening with a Roth IRA is just basically screwing over the average American. That's the only thing that it's going to end up doing. So your average teacher, your average policeman, your average you know priest or preacher and all that kind of stuff will no longer be able to retire in a comfortable sense anymore if they add so much more legislation when it comes to the Roth IRA. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, go down below and learn how to master your money. And this is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation. And it's very straight to the point. And if you want to learn how to make money online, Go down below as well, and we'll see you in future episodes.